I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is On The Tee. Now here's your host, Anita Marks. Welcome in. Welcome in to On The Tee. Kind of bittersweet. This is our last golf show of the season. As the season dwindles down, Victor Hovland making a strong statement. Um, we are, uh, we're going to dive into all of that. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. We'll hear from John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, coming your way. Keith Stewart from Read the Line. And Simon Babin uh, from uh, from formgolfer.com. So we've got uh, quite a few guests. Uh, we'll take a, a deep look in today's action and uh, and also look forward to the Ryder Cup. Really, uh, again, uh, for if you're just listening and maybe you're not a huge golfer, well, we appreciate the listen. Um, the golf season is long. It's lengthy. Every time a golfer uh, participates in a, in, in a tournament, Depending on where they finish, whether they win, top five, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40, they accumulate points. Uh, and that is called the FedEx Cup point standings. And then uh, the last three tournaments of the season um, is the FedEx championship. Uh, you've got your top 70 in points. And then you've got your top 50 in points. And then you've got your top 30 in points, and that's where we are right now. East Lake in Atlanta. Let's call it hot Atlanta because temperatures are just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, heat index went up to 106 yesterday. Um, so there's that. The winner of this walks away with 18 million dollars. 18 million dollars. And, uh, and right now, it's looking mighty good for Victor Hovland. Uh, I don't toot my horn that often, but when I do, I toot it loud. And uh, I had Hovland winning this 5-1 to one coming into this tournament on Wednesday. Hopefully you watched Daily Wager, shameless plug, not so shameless, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. I also had Hovland winning this without strokes. So you could have wagered both ways. So Hovland coming in, he came in seven under because he was sitting second in the FedEx Cup point standing. Scotty Scheffler was first, so he came in 10 under. Uh, and then I also, so I got that at five to one. And then I played him without strokes at 10 to one. Coming in, he was top 10 in strokes gain total, tee to green off the tee. And of course, really the big storyline for Victor Hovland is how he's been able to turn his short game around. That's for sure. So... Um, I'm playing with house money right now. Victor Hovland, 20 under, shot a, a 66 yesterday. Um, he's just been magnificent ever since the BMW championship. That final round, he shot a 61 and then a 68, a 64, and 66 here the first three days at Eastlake. So he's sitting right now um, with a six-shot lead heading into today. Datagoff gives him a 90.5% chance of winning. So 
If you didn't jump on Victor Hovland prior to this tournament starting, now it's minus eight. So, so what does that mean? If you're listening and maybe you, you don't dabble in the gambling market, uh, it means that for every $800 down, you win 100 back. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound, that's uh, the word I'm looking for. Uh, n- not, not a good price, not a good return on your money, right? Having to put $800 down and then, and then getting 100 back. So that's why, you know, obviously to get Victor Hovland at 5 to 1 and also 10 to 1 without the strokes counting uh, was really the play. Now what do you do? Because he's got a six-shot lead. And I was looking back at the history um, of the Tour Championship. So in the last 50 years, um, dudes that are up seven strokes or more, uh, only seven of the last 50 years have uh, have lost at six or more. No one has lost at seven or more. So Hovland again is at six. Um, the last two, believe it or not, and I want to say was it, I think it was Scotty Scheffler or was it Colin Morikawa? Something with John Rahm. Anyway, my point being is... Uh, this is a pretty significant lead, obviously, with Datagoff giving Hovland a 90.5% chance of winning. Uh, Shoffley is right behind him. Well, not really right, but 14 under. So he's six shots back. He was two under yesterday. Colin Morikawa, not a great round yesterday. They like to call, we like to call Saturday moving day. He moved down plus three for Colin Morikawa yesterday. Uh, so he's 13 under. He's seven shots back. Keegan Bradley is 13 under as well. Scotty Scheffler is 11 under. Scotty Scheffler has had uh, a very, very difficult go at it this weekend. That's for sure. So, uh, and then you've got John Rahm, who's 11 under as well, and Wyndham Clark, who's 11 under. So um, at 11 under, that's tied for fifth. Rory is tied for eighth at nine under, along with Cantlay and Adam Shank. Um, Max Homa, Straka, Fitzpatrick, they're at, they're tied for 11th at eight under. So just to kind of give you an idea of, of, of what the, uh, the leaderboard looks like right now, heading into this, some other wagers that I did like, I liked Wyndham Clark to finish in the top 10 and I got that at five to one. Again, he's fifth. Um, I liked Luke, Lucas Glover as well to finish in the top 10. He's seven under, he's tied for 14th. So, um, he's, um, he's just two shots back and I think, Lucas Glover is, is going to come out and be uber aggressive today. He's seventh in strokes gained tee to green, and he wants an invite into that Ryder Cup team. So I, I, I'm liking my Glover at plus 120 to finish in the top 10. We'll see what happens there. And then also I had Russell Henley uh, finishing in the top 10. He's tied for ninth at five under probably and, and – Corey Connors as well. I had them both in the top 10. They're both tied for 19th. So those were my my plays coming in. Obviously, Hovland, very solid. Wyndham Clark, that's going to hit. And all I can do right now is root for Lucas Glover to try to finish in the top 10. And I will have had um, a solid week. But head, right now, what do you do? You want to, you know, it's the tour championship. I know dramatic fashion doesn't look like it's going to happen it really the feel right now based on how we've seen Victor Hovland play looks like he's going to run away with this bad boy so how would you play it again 
68, 64, 66 for Hovland. First in strokes gained off the tee. Second in strokes gained tee to green as well as proximity. First in scrambling, which is really unbelievable considering uh, how, how poorly his short game has been in years past. You can wager that some dramatic finish is going to happen where maybe, just maybe, Hovland has an off day today. Shoffley has a phenomenal day. And Shoffley wins. You can get that 11 to 1. Okay, maybe I'll throw $5 on that. Because I, I think the likeliness, the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. But here is where I am going to throw a, a nice chunk of change. And that is Shoffley to win excluding Hovland. You could actually go out and wager on that, where uh, the bet is remove Hovland from the equation. Who's going to win this tournament? And you could get Shoffley at plus 135. Um, He's third in strokes gained total, tee to green and approach, and he loves this track. He loves Eastlake. Out of the 25 rounds that he has played, he's finished uh, pretty much in the top 10, 24 of the 27. So he loves this track. This track fits his game extremely well. So you've got to love that. Also, uh, Lucas Glover, I do like him. Seventh in strokes gained tee to green. There are a few guys who need to make a statement. So it's it's not just, you know, obviously there's a lot of money to be had here. I want to say second place gets like $6.5 million. There's there's a lot of money to be had here. And, and, and obviously money rules the world. Ex, you know, that's the motivation here. But there's another motivational factor, and that is the Ryder Cup, right? Uh, we've got Scotty, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Cantley, and Homa, and Shoffley, who pretty much have, have already secured uh, their lock on the Ryder Cup team, the USA Ryder Cup team. There are a number of dudes that are trying to impress Zach Johnson, who has six captain picks that are coming your way on Tuesday, okay? Uh, and it could be between Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, Morikawa, Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Fowler, JT, Finau, Russell Henley, so and, and Lucas Glover. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at Sam Burns has a a matchup with Lucas Glover, uh, and and both of those are at, at plus money at plus one hundred five and plus one fifteen. So, you've got two guys again who are uh, who are extra motivated. Obviously, not too far out to win. But definitely need to uh, put a really good performance together today. See how they finish here at the Tour Championship and get the attention of Zach Johnson. Also, Keegan Bradley is another one. And he's going up against Colin Morikawa, who again, plus three yesterday. So obviously he struggled. Uh, You can get Keegan Bradley in this round four matchup against Colin Morikawa at plus 130. So again, just some guys with some extra motivation to try to uh, impress those who have to select them as the captain's pick. Uh, for the European team, Rory, Rom, McIntyre, Hovland, Hatt- Hatton, and Fleetwood, uh, those are more than likely will be your six. And then, of course, um, some captain's picks coming. Uh, this year's Ryder Cup is going to be taking place in Rome, Italy. So it will be on European soil. Uh, we are going to discuss that, of course, with uh, with John Mascari, who's going to be joining us next. We'll get his picks. How would he play? What would he play heading into today's final round, considering that Hovland has a six-shot lead on everyone? We'll find out next, right here on the T 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. It is On the Tee, presented by Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet. A wine that is fierce, brave, and delicious. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon Wine, harnessing the power of nature. Also brought to you by Golf Zone Social. Golf Zone Social, the most social experience in golf. Leaderboard brought to you by Glenn Fittich. And uh, as I said, Victor Hovland right at the top. 20 under, six-shot lead. Shoffley right behind him at 14. Morikawa at 13, along with Keegan Bradley. Scotty Scheffler, plus three yesterday, not having a great tournament. He's at 11 under with John Rahm and Wyndham Clark, all of them tied for fifth. Leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. ABV, alcohol by volume 40%, 2023, imported by William Grant and Sons. New York, New York. With that being said, welcome in John Mascari from Alpine Country Club. How are you, my friend? I'm fantastic. It is a gorgeous day out, and... Uh... Hard to believe we're we're heading towards the end of the season, but all things are shaping up great today. How are you, Anita? It, it I mean, like somebody pinched me. I feel like we just started the show yesterday, right? I, like, don't you feel like the season just flew by? So fast, so quickly. You know, so much great golf and different stories. But here we are, eighteen holes for eighteen million. Eighteen million dollars. What would be the first thing you would buy? If you won 18, well, after taxes, right? Let's say nine. Uh, what, what, would you, what would you buy with that? I think I'd buy like a vacation home somewhere, like in Europe. Mm. Are you going okay. right to the shoe store or what are you doing? <laughs> um, I said it yesterday. I'd, I'd probably, you know me, I'd probably buy some like huge property of land somewhere in like North Carolina and notify all the kill shelters to please send their animals to me. It's probably what I would do. Uh, nonetheless, so much of a better uh, answer than mine. Jeez, I feel like selfish now. Well, I've thought about it. Um, all I right, would rescue so, all the cats. <laughs> I'd rescue all the dogs. Um, all right, so let's talk about Victor Hovland has just been unbelievable, not just uh, his last three rounds, but even going back to the last round of BMW Championship where he shot a 61. Dude's been on fire and he's been able to turn his short game around. That really has been the big difference. Uh, talk about Victor Hovland, what you've seen from him the last uh, week week plus. Yeah, we talked about it on the show last week. And um, 
I got him at 14 to one on Sunday. I was real happy when he came out with an unbelievable final round. And it's been such a great, what is it? Eight days now for him with a chance to earn 21 over $21 million through that period. But he's been his usual solid self, you know, ball striking his way around the golf course. The putting's been fine. Hasn't been, you know, spectacular, but he's put himself in great positions. But what's really impressed me the most, Anita, is his precision off the tee and then into the green. Off the tee and tee to green has been off the charts. Uh, We saw yesterday with a lot of the field that East Lake is a tough golf course. You get into some of that heavy rough and you start double crossing it off the tee and hitting it left. There's trees there and it could bring uh, bogey and double bogey into play real easily. But Victor was just cool, calm, and collected and right down the middle and hit the green and move on. Nothing seemed to face him. He's kind of uh, on cruise control right now and has been since the BMW. It's it's really been unbelievable. Um, I had him to win this at 5-1, to 10-1 to one without the strokes. So I'm playing with house money. If we were to eliminate Victor Hovland from this equation, um, you've got Shoffley at 14 under, right behind him, one stroke, Morikawa, Keegan Bradley at 13 under, Scotty Scheffler at 11. We'll get to Scotty in just a second, but um, if you were to wager on somebody, who do you, I guess the answer is, who do you got finishing second? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's actually a tough pick because you look at two people that stand out to me as Xander Shoffley and Keegan Bradley, and for different reasons. Okay, so Shoffley loves Eastlake, right? He always plays well here. This would be a runaway for Hovland, really, if Xander Shoffley was not in second place. So there's always a chance that he can go out and shoot 61 or 62 today. I don't think it's going to happen, or I don't think Victor's going to falter that much. But going to the, the, the second person I mentioned, Keegan Bradley, he's playing for something different. Obviously, he's playing for a lot of money, and we know that the difference between second and third is $1.5 million, and then it drops another million for fourth. So some serious, uh, as they say where I'm from, some serious scuttle you're playing for here. <laughs> and, but I think he's looking to get Zach Johnson's eye. Mm-hmm. Right? He desperately wants to be on that Ryder Cup team. You listen to him in the interviews. You listen to him, uh, and the players are talking about it behind closed doors. That This is his motivation. And he is finishing probably in the top five at the Tour Championship. Puts a lot of pressure on Zach Johnson to keep Keegan Bradley off his team. He is making a very difficult decision, even tougher for Zach Johnson. Absolutely. John Muscari joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, let me just, I want to call this up uh, and see what what that line is for Keegan Bradley to win. 45 to 1. So 45 to 1 for Keegan Bradley to win, minus 150 for him to finish in the top five. FYI. So not bad. No, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, let's <laughs> let let's let's talk about Scotty Scheffler for a second. Uh, because boy, has he had a, a rough go at it. A 71 on Thursday, 65 on Friday, but a 73 yesterday. Um, he is 24th out of the 30. He's 24th in putting and also fifth off the tee. Uh, that hole on Thursday, hole number 10, where he went in the water and then he three putted, really um, yeah. just eliminated uh, that 10-stroke lead that he had. But this is something we've seen from Scotty, especially putting-wise, we've seen for quite a few months. Your thoughts on Scotty Scheffler? 
Yeah, I think, you know, I look at it in two ways, Anita. The first is just fatigue, right? He's been the number one player. Um, he looks tired. He's been in the hunt almost what seems like every week, which I think takes a lot out of you. He plays a lot of tournaments. Um, I think he's finally just starting to feel like, uh, I need the finish line soon. And the frustration, I'll say that as the second part, the frustration, as you touched upon briefly, was the putter. And we can go back to all the shows we did this year, and any time Scotty Scheffler was in the lead or in contention was, oh, but what's going to happen with the putter? So he's got that monkey on his back with a, a poor putter, and what I saw was it finally started to weigh on him a little bit this week. The fatigue, the frustration with the putter. He didn't make a birdie until the last hole yesterday. Uh, that is not what we think of when we think of Scotty Scheffler. And frankly, the, the season he's had this year, which could go down as one of the best ball striking seasons ever, you know, almost comparative to Tiger in 2000. Uh, the numerous top 12 finishes, we know all about that stuff, but limping into the, the end of the season and, and just kind of waiting to get a big exhale and move on into the next season. Obviously, the Ryder Cup first, but moving into the next season, I think you'll see a little more focus on the putting and a, and a reset from him, but I think he's just beat. It's, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, listen, it's really been unbelievable how he has had so many top five finishes putting so poorly, but all the other areas of his game have just been uh, one of the best, if not best, on tour. It's, it's, it's really a bizarre season for him. Before we let you go, John, let's talk about the Ryder Cup, right? September 29th. What do you know about this course, the Marco Simone course in Rome, Italy? Um, you know, I did a little research on it. Uh, obviously, a, a very old golf course from the 1950s. Beautiful piece of property just outside Rome. I mean, you're going to see some unbelievable views of the Eternal City. There's a, a spectacular castle on property that's from like the year 1000. But, you know, when I looked at the pictures and I looked at like the whispering grasses, it reminded me a lot of, if you remember the movie Gladiator, when he goes back to his house and it's just the, the lines of trees and the, the, the grain flowing it just looks unbelievable. And I just can't wait to see the golf course. But um, you could probably be assured that the golf course will be set up for the Europeans and their strengths. So look for some, you know, long holes when you've got someone like Rory McIlroy on your team and John Ron, you know, they're going to stretch the golf course out a little bit. Uh, but for me, when I'm looking at the Ryder Cup now, it's just a matter of we have to figure out who's going to play in this thing first. Right. It's coming yes. down to the wire. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. So Scotty, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Cantlay, Homa, Shoffley, looks like they've um, obviously mm -hmm. secured that first six. What do you do with Brooks Kepka? Out of sight, out of mind? Are you paying attention to what he's doing on the live tour? Is is that who who would be your six if you were Zach? So, well, yeah. I mean, listen, Brooks was in the hunt the whole year until towards the end, and everybody sort of leapfrogged him with the the FedEx points. But there's a couple of guys I think you ha that are automatics as of right now. If you ask me, Colin Morikawa, especially how he's playing this weekend. Um, he's, he should be a lock on the team. I think you have to put Jordan Spieth on the team, especially after he went 5-0 and at the President's Cup last year, which was great. So th there's two. I, I think you got to put your boy Ricky Fowler on the team just for some team leadership. For He's been playing well of late. 
maybe not of recently, but he's playing well the, the second part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at a team with a lot of rookies on it, Anita. And as you know, when you're building a team in any sport, you have to have some veteran leadership. So I think Ricky Fowler could fit that mold. Um, Lucas Glover has kind of got his name into the mix of late as well. I think he makes the team. He has always been a great ball striker. I like to see Cameron Young, and I think after this weekend, how can you not put Keegan Bradley on this team? And Keegan Bradley could be your catalyst, like your your glue guy, your locker room guy, your hype guy. You know what I mean? He's intense. He's a he's a battler, and I think he wants that reason. And and you're seeing him play well, but put him in the red, white, and blue, and I think he kind of elevates the whole team and the whole uh, USA mindset on the road in Italy. Great stuff as always, John. Always appreciate you joining us. Again, this show is somewhat bittersweet because this is our last uh, on the T show. Before we know it, we've got, of course, um, you know, the uh, we've got Labor Day weekend next weekend. And then following that, um, it's all NFL 24-7. So uh, it's been so great to have you on the show this season, my friend. I so appreciate you. My pleasure. I think it's been is it six or seven years we've been doing this, but it's always fun. For yeah, sure. I think this is I think this is our sixth year, which is which is fantastic. Um, uh, big shout out to you, all your members out there at Alpine Country Club. It's a beautiful day. Uh, so enjoy this beautiful day of golf. John, thank you. You too. Have fun, everybody. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Uh, John Mascari, Alpine Country Club head pro. Uh, we come back. We'll hear from Keith Stewart. Also, Simon Bavin from forumgolfer.com is going to join us. I thought it'd be great to get him on. They've just been kicking butt and taking names and making a lot of people a ton of money this season. So still a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to On the Tee here on 98.7 ESPN. As always, and throughout the season, always great having eyes and ears on the ground. And that's what we get with Keith Stewart. That's right. Read the line. And he's there in Hotlanta. It's not called Atlanta. It's called Hotlanta. I was reading, what, over 100, 107 degrees it felt like yesterday. How'd you survive, Keith? Uh, you know, Anita, you can't drink enough water. It's unbelievable. It's, it's it's almost oppressive. It's just crazy what it's like down here. And it didn't surprise me that the storms popped up yesterday, and and chances are this afternoon down here we're going to get some more storms. And uh, I don't think anyone could could dodge Storm Hovland at this point. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I might I might steal that from you at some point today on my show uh but let's let's talk about victor hovland Uh, and let's go back right before we go forward it's just unbelievable Uh, so far first three rounds 68 64 66 yesterday but let's go back to the bmw championship where then that final round on sunday shot a 61 picked up where he left off coming into this tournament scotty scheffler led at the time this tournament started of course because the fedex 
Cup standings and and came in uh, 10 under above everyone else. Uh, But Hovland really has continued to put on a show right from the BMW championship. It's and, and some people, we, we all know how, how difficult golf is. Some would think like, Oh, he can't play this, this well, uh, for, you know, for too long, we're going to see some regression, but Keith, we have it. Well, I'll tell you what, Anita, um, I think he can play this well, because if you look back at the FedEx cup, there's this kind of unique, you know, trend that happens over the 16 years that they've done these playoffs. There have been 10 multiple winners. And you start to ask yourself, like, that's a lot. That, that's a huge trend that guys are winning twice, multiple times in these little playoff editions where there's one, two, three, or four rounds. At one point, there was four rounds. And I started to look at that, and as I was handicapping the week, I said, you know, Hovland could do this again. And I said, well, why do the guys that win win again? Well, if you think about it, if you have the hot hand, the only thing they do the next week is that they take away more guys that can beat you. So they went from 50 to 30, and Hovland's obviously playing the best. Yes, he was two strokes behind Scotty, but Scotty still can't putt. And Hovland, I mean, I've walked with Victor for a couple of days now, and it is just on a rope. He is dealing, and he feels so good about it. You know, yesterday we came off the golf course, and, he, you know, those last two putts, I mean, he can have two more birdies just as easily, but it doesn't seem like anything cracks his confidence. It's really impressive. It's it's really, it is. It, it, it is absolutely remarkable uh, what he's been able to do. And and let's let's do a deeper dive into his game, right? And and again, folks, uh, he's he's leading. He's twenty under, um, six shot lead over uh, Shoffley, and a seven shot lead over Morikawa, so on and so forth. Data Golf gives him a ninety point five percent chance of winning, but really, what has turned his game around has been his short game, right around the greens. Um, what 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 did he do to accomplish that? Right. Like he, he, so many times I, I, in the, in the last year, if not more, I've wanted to pick uh, Hovland for certain tournaments. And then I'm just like, but wait a minute around the greens, his short game. It's just not good. What do you know? What did he do? Did he change equipment? Did he hire a new coach? Like, what did he do? Is it just a confidence level? Is it between the ears for him to turn it around and, and really have such a strong short game now? I mean, this is a fantastic question for all the golfers that are listening because Victor was in the press room on Wednesday and somebody asked him the same question. They said, Victor, you're like, what's brought about this air of confidence that had you win in a playoff at the Memorial that has you contending at majors? And he said, you know, I'm at peace with my game. So then they gave a follow-up question. They said, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, you know, in order to be the best in the world, at some point you have to look inside yourself. And, he, and I knew I had a huge weakness with my short game because you all knew it. I knew it. And I had to fix that problem. So like to be the best players in the world, and, you know, obviously Scotty's going to have to go through this with his putting, but but Victor knew he needed to change something. So he went and sought out help and he's out there in Vegas where there's a lot of different coaches. And he spoke to a lot of different people. I spoke to people in his camp and he just was soliciting all these, all this different advice till he found something that really worked with him. And now he's working with a guy by the name of Joe Mayo. And Joe's a bit of an eccentric guy, but he's very analytical. I think that works for Victor. And it's definitely got him in a space where he understands. At that level of player, Anita, they have to understand the why they're doing something. And then they'll trust it, and then they'll use it at a world-class level. Well, he understands the why of how these short game shots work 
whether he's hitting off tight lies, Bermuda, bent grass, Zoysia, whatever he's doing this week, he's out of the rough. He understands what the club is doing, and that has made him the complete package. And, uh, you know, he goes from the BMW and being the ultimate driving machine to where, he, you know, this week he's just having a fantastic, you know, week with the with his short game shots. I mean, it's, it really was kind of a cool thing to listen to him and say that he's at peace with his game because it's so very rarely that we hear those words come out of a golfer's mouth. Unbelievable. First in strokes gained off the tee. Um, first in scrambling for a guy that uh, his short game was no bueno. Second in tee to green. Second in proximity. So, and, and again, I, I mean, we're here to help people win some money. Uh, chances are he's going to run away with this bad boy considering uh, the scores that he's put up this week and, and, and how much he loves this track. So, and I'm going to give myself some props. Not sure who you had coming into this. I had Victor Hovland winning at five to one. I also had him without starting strokes at 10 to one. So I've already gone to the window. My wager's looking good. I'm already going into this thinking I'm playing with house money. With that being said, uh, a few other top tens that I liked coming into this, Wyndham Clark, Corey Connors, uh, Lucas Glover, and Russell Hindley. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that those pay off. But heading into today, you can wager that Shoffley without Hovland, take Hovland out of the picture. You could wager that um, that Shoffley is going to win at plus 135. If you think possibly um, the golf gods uh, are going to wreak havoc and, um, and Hovland falls, has a horrible round, Shoffley has a phenomenal round. You could actually wager that Shoffley is going to win at 11 to 1 with Hovland in the picture. Uh, maybe I'll throw $5 on that just for poops and giggles. But I think the play here is Shoffley to win, excluding Hovland out of the picture at plus 135. Agree or disagree? Agree. But I also want you to keep an eye on Keegan Bradley and what he's up to today. Uh, you know, Keegan's leading the field in strokes game putting, mm-hmm. he's also eighth in T to green. And he's also extremely motivated. Another guy in the press room last week in Chicago that said, all I think about is the Ryder Cup all day, every day. So I'm with you there, Anita, in lockstep. But I love a couple of head-to-heads today for guys that really have something to play for other than just straight cash. And that's Burns over Glover, laying a little money at minus 115. And then Keegan over Colin, getting money, plus 130. Those guys are playing well, both Sam Burns and Keegan Bradley, and they have to grind it out today because come Tuesday, Zach Johnson's making picks. And Keegan wants to get on that team, and I think he should be on that team, but they're going to have to prove themselves. So when you're looking at these you know, kind of angles for the betting folks out there listening, uh, th- that's two areas today where I'm very, I'm very positive on those guys showing up today and being extremely motivated. Again, Keith Stewart joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's take a look at the Ryder Cup. Again, September 29th, uh, Marco Simone uh, Golf Course and Country Club in Rome, Italy. Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Cantlay, Homa, Shoffley um, have already pretty much secured the top six. Uh, Captain's picks uh, with Zach, as you just mentioned. Brooks Kepka, Spieth, Cam Young, Morikawa, Bradley Burns, Fowler, uh, JT, Finau, Henley, uh, uh, some really, really great talent for him to pick from. If you were Zach, Keith, who would be your six and why? Yeah. Well, I, I think from what I've been hearing the last two weeks out here on tour, um, there's a couple of locks. Brooks, Jordan, Colin, 
and uh, JT are pretty much locked up, right? I know, and it sounds controversial. You know, get away from the live stuff. Brooks is the seventh qualifier. I mean, how do you pick? How do you take the twelve best American players and not take Brooks? So let's move past that. JT is going to be on this team. Uh, you know, he's everybody wants him there, and uh, he will put in the uh, he will put in the effort. He signed up to play the Fortnite Championship out in Napa two weeks before the Ryder Cup when the, when the season restarts. So conspiracy theorists know that like JT, the only reason he would do that is because he wants to put his game to the test in a tournament situation. So. You know, I, I think those four guys are in. The other two for me are going to be Fowler and Keegan Bradley. This golf course, par 72, 7,268 yards, is going to be a positional golf course. Europe's going to do the same shenanigans they always do. They're going to grow the roughs, tighten the fairways. We need ball strikers, and we need guys that can putt it. And look at Keegan this week, first in putting, eighth tee to green. You know, we need guys that we can pair together. Who's going to play with Scotty Scheffler? Could it be a Ricky Fowler, Right. It could it be a Brooks Kepka? We need to put together a team that is going to win. And there's just a lot of guys there in the mix, like, you know, uh, Cam Young or Denny McCarthy, Lucas Glover. Russell, Russell Henley was a, a topic of conversation, but he's only two under through, through, through three rounds in Atlanta. Gross. So, sorry, Russell, but you needed to get it done this week. And uh, Sam Burns can make a charge, in my mind, because he's such a good pair with – um, Scotty Scheffler, his buddy, but I think Keegan right now leads the way, and I think Keegan's going to play very motivated this Sunday. Love it. Love it. Uh, Keith, always great having you on, my friend. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. I can't wait to talk Ryder Cup with you in a couple weeks, Anita. Have a great Absol- Sunday sweat. Absolutely. Uh, again, before we let you go, let the folks know where they can find you at Read the Line. Oh, definitely. Go to readtheline.com. We got a double Sunday sweat going today. I got Megan Kang leading by three in Vancouver for the LPGA. And we got Victor, just like you, uh, without strokes, fighting Colin out at the top of that leaderboard. It's going to be so hot in Atlanta. It's going to be even hotter at readtheline.com. Love it. Keith, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Again, you're listening to On the Tee here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks. On 98.7 ESPN. Nina Marks with you. It is on the tee here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, After this show, we kick off a regular show. We'll talk Yankees. We'll talk Giants, Jets, um, NFL, getting you ready. A lot of fantasy football drafts. Uh, I'm in the middle of a 22-man draft. Yeah, I'll explain that to you a little bit later. By the way, on the tee brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. That's right. Also brought to you by Golf Zone Social. Golf Zone Social, the most social experience in golf. Uh, Simon Babin was so kind to join me for uh, a taped interview uh, with him. He's from formgolfer.com. He's there in England. Uh, formgolfer.com has just been kicking butt and taking names this season, winning folks a ton of money. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the program. My first question to him was, who did he like coming into this week's tour championship? So our main pick for this week was Victor Hovland. Um, we were on him last week when he played, I don't know, as good a nine holes of golf as I've seen in my life to win the BMW. It was quite something. Um, and just coming in in that sort of form, you know, close enough to the lead to have a real good go at it. Um, he looked like the value pick. Um, you know, obviously, Scotty, Rory, Victor were the three main guys. Um, and at around five to one, Victor just looked like the value to us. 
Um, we also picked Hovland in the in the market without the handicap start, so to shoot um, you know the best seventy-two hole score, um, and he's got a reasonable chance in that. Um, Wyndham Clark was another guy we included this week as well. Um, you know, I think I've said numerous times in our previews, I still think he's underrated by the market. I don't think he's had the credit he deserves. Um, you know, he's had a major win, he's had another tournament win this season, um, and he's a genuine top ten player for me right now. Um, and Corey Connors was our other pick in the market without the handicap. He's not had a great start to the week, but certainly Victor and Wyndham going to the weekend was some sort of chance for us. Unbelievable like performance for Victor Hovland, especially the back nine at BMW, picking up where he left off. One of the biggest criticisms with Victor Hovland, Simon, has been his short game, but it seems like he has figured that out, right? And, and now, if he were to win... Uh, the the FedEx Cup championship, man. What what do you think that would mean for him, even heading into next year and and what's to come? Because you know we talk about Rory, we talk about Rom, we talk about Scotty. If he was to win this, now does Victor Hovland get in that circle as well? He certainly gets close to it. He's one of that group sort of between, I don't know, four and 12 in the rankings that you're just waiting for somebody to break through and challenge the other three. Um, I think it would be massive for him to to win an event as big as this. Um, and you're right, you know, the short game has always been the Achilles heel for him. Um, it's interesting, the guy who's leading the field so far this week around the greens, Victor Hovland. So you've seen, you know, with a little improvement there, quite... Uh, quite what a player he can be and I think he's got more upside still in his short game and if he gets his short game anywhere near the best he'll be a contender for some time to come and he he has to be a guy who can win majors as well. Unbelievable Uh, you know Scotty Scheffler I think this has been one of the most interesting stories um, of the golf season and just how unbelievable he has been otherworldly in every category right strokes game total tee to green off the tee approach all of it except putting. Putting, I want to say, heading into this tournament, I want to say he ranked 126th on tour. And his putter is just, just imagine, can we just marinate in that for a minute, Simon? Like like how amazing Scotty Scheffler, how amazing this season would have been and how many tournaments he would have won because even though he his, his putter has been failing him, he typically finishes in the top five. Could you imagine if his putter would not have been this horrific how many tournaments he could have won this season it, it's it's mind-boggling it, it is we'd have been talking about a tiger woods type season yeah. if he'd have, if he'd have putted even average for most of the season you know he racked up there was something like 10 or 12 consecutive top 10s at one point um when he was almost trailing the field with the putter um you know the stats like you say that he's been putting out there from tee to green are just you know incredible he was a full stroke ahead per round of anybody else in this field from tee to green so that's four strokes over the whole tournament ahead of the second guy in the field never mind further down um he must be so frustrated and the thing is you can start you can see it now in how he's playing how frustrated he looks with the putter um, I think, to be honest, he's going to need the break at the end of the season just to, you know, regroup, focus on it and start over. And it'll be really interesting to see the first few weeks of next season. Does it carry on? Will he have been able to fix it? Because if he fixes it, everyone else better watch out. That's true. It's true. Um, so based on on what you've seen, if you were to go to a window right now to put a wager in, who would it be on? 
Um, so I think Hovland is the right favourite for where he's sat in the field right now. Whether I'd be getting interested at two to one, I'm less sure. Um, of the prices you just ran through there, I think John Rahm's a guy who could come out of the pack today and possibly challenge the guys at the top. Um, he's not putted great so far this week. He's not chipped that great so far this week, but he's still there. He's still in contention. Um, and we know he's a guy, obviously, who can get it done when, um, you know, down the stretch. So he'd probably be the guy I'd be looking at to come and uh, come and chase down Hovland and Scheffler. Simon, we still have the Ryder Cup coming your way in September, the end of September. Uh, looking at Team USA, we're talking about Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, what a season he's having, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, and Shoffley, um, who've already uh, pretty much, um, you know, uh, secured those first six. And then, of course, you have some some uh, captain's picks based on what we're seeing from Colin Morikawa right now. You can, you can anticipate that he will be one uh, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Young. Uh, interesting to see what Zach Johnson does with Brooks Kepka out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people. Um, so there is that um, the European team, Rory, Rom, uh, McIntyre, Hovland, no surprise there, Hatton and Fleetwood. And then of course, uh, captain's picks, no less. Uh, or, or, and I know we're, we're quite a few weeks away, but just in, in, in regard to, and, and as we know, this is going to be played in Rome, the uh, Marco, is it Marco Simone? Marco, Simone. Simone. Marco, Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome, Italy. With all that being said, uh, are you, do you have a lean here one way or another? Are you team USA or are you team Europe, Simon? Oh, I, I really want to think that Europe can win it, um, but it's going to be tough. I think when you look at the the strength of the wild card picks in particular, I think that's where the USA have got the clear advantage. Um, the core of the European side, so the top seven or eight guys, I think stack up just fine against the US. Um, but it's the wild card picks that worry me a little bit. I think um, Luke Donald's got a difficult job on his hand, on his hands, um, and I think if it was me. I would probably only be playing the wild cards in the singles. I think if we're going to win it, we need to be getting most of our points from Rory, from Rahm, from Hovland, from Fleetwood, from Hatton. I think all of those guys have got to show up. They've all got to perform. And if they do, I think it'll be very close and we could win it. But if it comes down to the wild card picks, I think that's where the US definitely have the edge. Yeah. Um, and, and, and right now, again, like I said, you're, you're, not, you're not laying too much juice to get on that Team USA right now before the final six um, will be selected by Zach Johnson and, uh, and and those captain picks. You know, one of the big storylines is that is, is Justin Thomas, JT, who has not had a great season, but many feel that he will be selected on this team. What, what's, what's your take on that? Deservingly so? Many would say no, Simon. I don't think I'd be taking him. I think right. his, his form has been off... Uh, three, six months now. I think he started to lose confidence in his game. Um, and I think the US has enough strength to to pick some guys who will contribute more. I mean, he's such a big name, such a talented guy. He's got to be hard to leave behind. But I'm just not sure you could justify picking him at the moment in, in current form. You know, he you know, he didn't qualify for the um for the latter part of the season in the FedEx playoffs. Um hasn't really threatened to win a tournament for you know, for goodness knows how long. And I think he'd, um, he'd be hard to include on that basis. 
let the folks know, uh, formgolfer.com, how they can access your picks and, and just how successful you guys have been this season. It's, it's been quite ridiculous, Simon. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, you know, we've been doing this for two years now. The first year was pretty good, um, but this year has amazingly been even better than that. Um, so we publish our previews every week, normally on a Tuesday or a Wednesday on formgolfer.com. Uh, we typically pick around five guys for each of the tournaments. Um, this season, some of the winners we've had, we had Sepp Straka, 50 to 1. We had Emiliano Grio, he was 80 to 1. Uh, we were on Wyndham Clark and Taylor Moore when they both took down their first um, their first tour victories. They were both 60 to 1. Um, we've ended up, I think, with nine nine winners from just under 40 events this season. Um, and, you know, obviously one of the great things with golf betting is you get some big prices. So when you hit a winner, it pays big. Um, so, yeah, we've been running at almost exactly 40% return on investment for our picks this season. Um, and that's way above we'd, um, we'd even dared to hope for. So just hoping that carries on. Hope, hope Victor Hovland puts some more money in the bank um, tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue get better and better and keep um, keep banking those profits next season. Again, Simon Babin joining us from formgolfer.com. They absolutely crushed it this season. So definitely um, a site to keep in mind for next golf season as well. And I'm sure he'll have a preview for you uh, heading into, of course, the Ryder Cup. Uh, our leaderboard update again from Clint Fittich, and that is Hovland, Victor Hovland at the top, six shot, sh- six shot lead at 20 under. Datagolf gives him an over 90% chance of winning today. Shoffley behind him at six, six shots back at 14 under. Uh, Morikawa at 13, Keegan Bradley at 13, Scotty Scheffler, Rom, and Wyndham Clark at 11. Rory Cantlay and Shank at nine. Again, leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittich, single malt scotch whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Uh, ABV, alcohol by volume, 40% imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. Also on the tee, want to remind you, brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. I'll be out there Monday for a fantastic uh, event and uh, charity golf tournament uh, for CJ Morgan. So God bless. Also on the tee, brought to you by Golf Zone Social. Golf Zone Social, the most social experience in golf. As always, I'd like to end the show with our weather report. Not that I'm a meteorologist, but I do have some phenomenal apps. Uh, Time now for weekend weather presented by Grand Marnier. So Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. Well, actually, Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are supposed to be absolutely beautiful. No chance of rain. So that's fantastic. A lot of pickleball and a lot of golf for a number of us. On Tuesday, a 40% chance. On Wednesday, a 50% chance. And on Sunday, a 40% chance. Monday is Labor Day. No rain in store on Monday. So that is fantastic. Again, weather report brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. And last but not least, uh, my picks for you today brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. And um, Victor Hovland right now, minus 800. You're not going to roll there. But here's what you can do. You can wager that Shoffley's going to win this without Hovland. So pretty much what we're saying is Hovland's going to come in second. And you could get that at plus 135. Uh, he's third in strokes gain total, tee to green as well as approach. He loves this track. So that's where my money is flowing. Hovland to, uh, to finish second at plus 135. Also in talking with... Uh, John Mascari, as well as Keith Stewart, how can you not really put some coin on Keegan Bradley? 
all that's on the line for him, motivated to make that Ryder Cup better round than uh, Colin Morikawa at plus 130. Um, and also, Lucas Glover, he's looking to make some noise as well and turn some heads. Uh, you could wager that he's going to finish in the top 10 at plus 350. So those would be the three plays I would make heading into today's final round of the Tour Championship. Again, my picks brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gen, a smoother, more refined gin. Aviation Gen and Diago Spirits remind you to please drink responsibly. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into our last show of the season on the tee. Very sad, bittersweet. It's been fun. We appreciate you, you tuning in. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.